This is the Evening Buzz, presented by Mikhail Atiyah. Just this weekend, Nope has finally hit theaters. And this is one of those films that is very unique because the filmmaker behind it, uh, the director, Jordan Peele, is one of those type of filmmakers who has proven in the last couple of years that he has his own uh, very stylistic flair for creating uh, cinematic stories. And as much as you can try to predict how, what's going to happen next in his type of movies, you just can't. It always finds a way to flip over its head and shock you in the most, in the most <laughs> phenomenal sort of way. So uh, Jordan Peele, uh, since his, everyone known him as this comedian from Comedy Central uh, through the Key and Peele series, has went on to work on these uh, films. And he honestly rose in popularity and recognition when he came out with the film Get Out, which to this day is considered one of the best movies in uh, of just modern cinema. Um, and he then rolled out with Us, which was also a great success. And now he has finally come out with his third and latest installment. And this movie is called Nope. And um, just as you can expect, there is elements of horror to it. There are elements of thriller. And you could say there's a lot of sort of this, un this feeling of the unknown, the fear of the unknown. And uh, I got to tell you, as much as I tr I'll give you a bit of a synopsis as to what Nope is, I also will refrain from trying to tell too much because I feel there's a lot in this film in terms of the element of surprise, that mystery that I just can't go into. And I feel like I would ruin that experience if you're going to watch this movie for the first time blindly. So what is the what is the, the movie Nope about? So just to give you a bit of a little uh, brief synopsis, Nope is about these two uh, horse ranchers who run a family business of training horses for Hollywood movies or any kind of production. Uh, they're a brother and sister and um, a recent a recent anomaly of some sort takes place at the horse ranch. One that they just can't seem to explain the reason behind. And so as after this anomaly takes place, the coming month they find that things around their ranch is just getting weirder and weirder. But there's this looming feeling that something is something ominous, something dangerous is um, is lurking right above the skies. What could it be? Why? Where? And uh, yeah, all those type of questions are things you're going to find out as you slowly uh, you know, go as you slowly watch this film uh, through every act. And it's the type of movie where this creeping feeling of of something something wrong going on is constantly building up as you're as you're watching the the story unfold. And it's 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 really tremendous, I gotta say, because for the most part, you just can't really put your finger uh, finger around what is exactly going on. And, you know, this is what it feels like for, I would say, the first half of the film. The second half of the film, it just goes into this complete uh, switch around of, you know, trying to, trying to, uh, I, I can't even say it, I can't even say it. But I'll say the second half is a lot more, 
it, 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 it moves much faster. The pacing for it is gets a little bit more crazier in the sense where now there's there's like this adrenaline. There's there's this feeling of like, okay, we, we th this needs to this needs to find some sort of climactic conclusion, or else things are really gonna get wrong. Um, and again, you see, I'm kind of like going around the bush when I'm trying to explain this movie. But honestly, when it comes to the tone and the feel of the film, it's very atmospheric. There's this, there's a lot of moments in the in, in the movie where it, there's just this sense of silence. But also at the same time, that even when it feels silent, there's there, there's you can hear something in that silence, and there's a power to that as you're as you're watching the film. And um, when it even comes to the suspense, ooh. There's some moments here where you, you, you probably be on the edge of your seat as well, which is again, executed very well. Um, the dynamic of the brother and sister, you have a brother who basically is very nonchalant, he's monotone, he's very calm, especially even when he encounters things that are of uh, incomprehensible nature. I'll say that much. And you got his sister who's very energetic and um, you know, all over the place. And, you know, it's, just, it's almost like you can't stop her from moving. And they make for a very, really interesting contrast as, as they are like the power dynamic that uh, literally has to face the thing that they don't, they don't really fully understand. Um, but there's also this greater meaning to the film that I hope that people can really latch onto because Jordan Peele, I feel he always feels the need to give some sort of uh, social commentary to this, uh, to his movies. And I feel I may have managed to understand what he was going for here. And I would say that the main theme of Nope is we have this tendency, this, this dangerous curiosity to dabble with uh, nature and to twist it and to exploit it for our own personal gain or advantage. And um, you can see that a lot in today's world. Um, and again, I, I won't say too much about what that what that really is, but perhaps you will see it yourself when you watch it. There's a really good parallel between the, the main antagonist of, of the story, as well as this, this, um, this little interesting monkey that they, they do have a subplot for. And again, I worry that if you watch the film, that there's this feeling of maybe confusion. It might just go over your head as to like, why did they focus on that subplot a little bit too much? But I think for those who are the, the more movie buff, the, the more savvy people, they might, they might understand the parallel between the, uh, between the monkey and the main antagonist of the film. Again, I am being, I'm being completely vague here because I want this to be a movie that you watch that you have no idea what it is from beginning till end. But I'll tell you this, it's a movie that's atmospheric, it's tense, it's got some really good suspense, and a really, a really fun cast of characters who are just trying to find, just trying to understand the threat that is, uh, that's, that's thrown against them. And uh, would I say that this is one of, I would say, is this the best from Jordan Peele's collection? I'd say it's, I would say I'll put it right, right below Get Out. So I'd say Get Out is still my top one from Jordan Peele. After it is Nope, and then followed by Us. And it's still a worthy watch. I'd give Nope a solid eight out of 10. And it's definitely, wa it's definitely worth watching in 
theaters. Yeah, pretty cool. And with that, guys, we are wrapping it up here. Uh, we're going to take a short break. And coming up next, we'll be talking about PlayStation's shocking acquisition of a mobile game studio. And what does that entail as they are moving into that market as well? That and so much more right here on the Evening Buzz. You're listening to Pulse95. Pulse95. As PlayStation is looking to diversify their uh, market, you could say that in the past year, we've seen a big strategic shift from their end as one main strategy that they've been focusing on here is ensuring that more of their exclusive AAA titles, first party studio uh, titles, make their way to PC as last year they acquired Nexus Studios to specialize in uh, basically optimizing all of their PlayStation titles to PC. And we've seen some of their uh, big titles come out to Steam, the likes of uh, recently the uh, Marvel The Amazing Spider-Man, Horizon, uh, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, God of War, Death Stranding, and um, more to come. Even PlayStation is expected to make about $300 million alone from PC sales. And uh, with that expansion, it looks like PC isn't the only thing that Sony is looking to expand into, as now they have just acquired their first ever mobile uh, mobile game studio. And I'm, I'm kind of shocked. I'm like, whoa, okay, I get why you'd go to PC, you know, uh, but now to actually now be developing mobile games is uh, sort of unheard of because, you know, compared to Xbox, PlayStation was always about exclusivity, you know, being this premium platform of uh, amazing games and experiences. But having them now jump into mobile gaming, I get why they're doing it. Because, you see, mobile games, they make a lot of money. It's a very lucrative business with its own multi-billion industry that makes more money than sometimes even... Actually, no, they make more money than consoles, uh, than console sales. And that's a fact, unfortunately. Um, but for me personally, I by principle, I just don't like mobile games because they, they tend to be predatory and... Uh, highly monetizable. There's all sorts of paywalls and microtransactions and season passes and battle passes um, and such and such that it almost hinders the game design itself and you end up with something that is not really made, is not designed for you to have fun. It's designed for you to sooner or later be incentivized to put money into. So, Following the acquisition of this Destiny developer Bungie, it seems now that PlayStation has acquired yet another big studio. This one is called the Savage Game Studios, and um, apparently Sony did not disclose the sale price due to contractual commitments. But the company said buying Savage is part of the company's effort to uh, to expand PlayStation to additional platforms. Uh, Herman Holst, who is the PlayStation Studio boss, said that PlayStation Studios must continue to expand and diversify our uh, offering beyond console, bringing incredible new games to more people than ever before. 
Acquiring the talented team at Savage Game Studios is another strategic step towards that goal. I'm really excited about what Savage is working on, and I'm confident they will deliver a high-quality experience. Hmm, a high-quality experience on mobile. Um, highly unlikely. Um, it's just they they see the numbers. They see that they have, they, they don't even have a market share in it. And this is their step into jumping and, and, and making some sort of making some sort of foothold because they realize that it is it is an untapped, at least from their end, it's an untapped P, uh, stream of revenue that they have yet to take advantage of. Um, but this is, again, business as usual. Um, am I excited to see that they are going to, you know, that they're going to make these mobile games? And how are they really going to pan out? Are they going to be different than what is usually the business model for standard mobile games in the first place? I highly doubt it. I think they're just going to copy paste what any of these big mobile games do, such as the likes of Diablo, Call of Duty uh, Mobile, um, Candy Crush. And uh, I mean, they have franchises after franchises to make, you know, to make any mobile games based on. And so there was another big question that came out of this is that, okay, so if you're also focusing on mobile games, does that mean that there is going to be a dip in quality for their triple A high quality single player experiences? Well, Sony also addressed this issue as they said that they will continue to make unparalleled single player narrative driven triple A console games. Nevertheless, as uh, Hulse even assures uh, assures people that their plans to bring select titles to PC, their efforts beyond console is no way diminishing their commitment to the PlayStation community, nor their passion to keep making amazing single-player narrative-driven experiences. Well, I never thought I'd hear the day where Sony would be making mobile games, but it's an inevitability in this sort of business. You just can't ignore the numbers. You can't ignore the type of money that the mobile game industry makes nowadays. And everyone wants a slice of that pie, especially Sony. But there's a sadness to it, unfortunately, because I remember, I remember PlayStation used to have their own handheld uh, consoles, the likes of the PSP, the PS Vita, which unfortunately failed. And they just could not, I think at the time, they just could not compete with the rise of mobile games. And um, if you can't beat them, join them. So in a way, I am curious to see what this new studio will do, Savage Game Studios, as now they have a limitless supply of resources and franchises from Sony's roster. And that means they can make mobile games on anything, whether it's The Last of Us, Uncharted, Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, God of War, Ghost of Tsushima, maybe a new original IP of some kind. Who knows? But if there ever any, if there's ever any piece of information or any updates on this matter, don't worry. I'll be sure to give you all the details and more. Let's take a short break. And coming up next, I'll be talking about the confirmed release date or confirmed date for one of the biggest ceremonies that are going to happen later this year. And that is the Game Awards. So that means I want you guys to jump in and share me your personal thoughts and your speculation on what could be the game of the year. That's a big statement, by the way. So that means if you have one, 
be sure to share with me here. Text me 4215 at Salat or do right here on the Evening Buzz.